The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage, a Wall Street alum, LinkedIn, top voice on racial equality. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, and most importantly, a mother. And my superpower is storytelling. And if you all have been following our show, Mita and I, we started Roundtable Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplace from my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive where you are right now? So Mita, what are we talking about today? Well, Dee, I have been waiting, as you know, holding on to some of these juicy topics to talk to you live with our audience. Love you all, Brown Table Talk community. All right, Dee, stop with the toxic positivity. Can we just stop with the toxic positivity? So as Dee and I always do, we will spill some tea. We will give you some advice and guidance and leave those tips at the end. And the tips are not just for women of color, but also for allies as well, because we need your help in how we can continue to thrive in our workplaces. But Dee, can we just pause and say season five LinkedIn? Oh my God. Woohoo! Oh, M-G, five seasons. Five seasons. Who would have thought? I mean, look at us, friend. And so many, so much great feedback. And, uh, you know, I don't know, just the value in the show that I didn't expect. But you all, everybody who's listening and following the show, thank you so very yes. much for your feedback, your insight, your thoughts, the tea in my DMs over at LinkedIn. So, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I just feel grateful and blessed and uh, blessed to have you in my life, Dee, and our friendship. Same, same. So, okay, what do you think? Stop with the toxic positivity. You know I got some thoughts on this. I, You know, I wait for these stories. Uh, go ahead, go. And so, five, four, three, two, go. Wait, so, as you know, I stopped reading books a long time ago. I got to read books again, but it's hard with kids. So I read a lot of short form content. And so I'm scrolling on my feed on IG because Dee got me into IG. I'm trying to get more into IG, although you all know I love LinkedIn. Okay, Oprah Daily has this really interesting article, How to Tell When Words of Comfort Are Toxically Positive. Are Toxically Positive. And so I want to read you some of these lines and just relate it back to one of my stories. So toxic positivity, what does that mean? It's really about denying that something is happening to an individual. Because listen, Dee, you and I, I believe, are both positive individuals, that's yeah. how we choose to leave, lead our lives. Yeah. So with gratitude, optimism, self-confidence, that's what this whole podcast is about, is about how to help women of color thrive in workplaces. But listen to some of these terms. You have so much to be grateful for. <gasps> Time will heal all wounds. <clears throat> Your attitude is everything. Be grateful for what you have learned. 
It could be worse. Never give up. Don't quit. Never give up. So here's what I want to say. All of these phrases in isolation seem okay, right? Never give up. You have so much to be grateful. Of course, you and I. I have so much gratitude in my life. I have so much to be grateful for. But here's what I would say is that in those moments, I remember, as I've shared with our, our listeners and shared with you in depth, I've been in really terrible, toxic bullying mm-hmm. workplaces and situations. And I'll never forget mm-hmm. telling someone years later who I hadn't talked to in a while why I had actually left this organization. She said to me, you should have just called me. I would have toughened you up. Oh my goodness. Because attitude is everything. And I was like reading this Oprah Daily article and I was like, wow, this is what toxic positivity looks like. What say you, D? I I see the wheels turning. You see? Well, I think the first statement already, I knew who the messenger or the author, like you, I could just hear it. So I know this was probably authored by a majority white, cis, male, female, Hmm. because We've heard that. I, I've seen that. I've seen the comments on LinkedIn of where yes. black and brown folks or women of color are sharing. And that's the response. And so so my first thought is, um, one, the messenger. I think for women of color, we always have to think about the messenger. And it was the messenger authorized. So tell me more. Is the messenger authorized? Because the, the messenger, messenger might be someone who wants to be an ally for us. Perhaps. You're right. Perhaps. You're right. And see, you know what? This is sidebar. This is what I love about our show because you see through a different lens. And so we see in some ways in a similar space. And then some sure. ways you you see through the ally and I see through black women like, no, you're not authorized, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> sir. You're not authorized. So get, have several seats. Okay. But, but one, I would say you have to think about the messenger. Sure. And then I think to your point, the intention, because okay. you're right. It's what is the intention? It could be coming from a positive place, but it is intent versus impact. So that's the first thought. And then the second is, I think for the messenger, I think now there's the invitation to see through a social context, a social cultural context mm-hmm. of how sometimes the comments, they are, again, I'm going to go back to void of understanding lived experience. Oop, say that again. Rewind. Uh, it's void. Uh, yes, I think. And again, I'm going to go with the intention is positive, but the way that it lands is not so much. And I think it's void of social cultural context. And if we're talking about it in a business sense, I would say it's void of inclusive leadership or seeing through a a multicultural lens, right? Because a lot of our listeners are professionals in corporate. And so, so that might make more sense that, you know, this is why we need inclusive leaders who are able to see through a multicultural lens and then they can see through the social cultural context. Um, And then I think the third response to this real quick is, you know, again, the intention, well-intended, but it's a blind spot. It's a blind spot for the author, for the leader. So whomever, even for the ally, right? Folks are now being challenged to grow and stretch, Mm -hmm. Grow and stretch, meaning the positive intent today or yesterday, 
is now, I feel like a blinking billboard now, like, you haven't done your homework, ma'am, sir. So in any event, those are my thoughts, but I like the highlight of the intention, you know, good, but the impact and the way that it lands, it is, you always have to think about the messenger messenger. Always think about the context, a a full social cultural context. It's void of understanding lived experience. And then is this possibly a blind spot that you could work through? And that's Jahari window. I love that. I say now very boldly and unapologetically, I have built a career working in organizations, systems, and processes that were never meant for me. This is what we talk about when we talk about going from surviving to thriving. And so if the structure, the organization, the system and process was not built for someone who looks like me, Mm -hmm. and I am in these toxic workplaces and environments, being more positive, having a better attitude, working harder, don't give up, have a tougher skin. None of those things are going to help me. In fact, what ends up happening is when I embrace this toxic positivity, when I have in many times in Mm -hmm. my career, it starts to chip away at me, D. Like I'm giving away pieces of myself over time. Like I'm losing pieces of myself. And so it is almost, I would say, a form of gaslighting right? So like allies, listen up. If I am, and I have gone through highs and lows in my career, and I've been Mm -hmm. in toxic teams and workplaces and relationships with toxic bosses, and if I'm reaching out or you're asking me how I'm doing to check in, or I'm being vulnerable and sharing what's happening, and you are saying to me, get a better attitude, work harder, you can overcome anything. Mm. It's, it's a form of gaslighting. Because it is not me who necessarily has to change my actions. I'm going to say, actually, let me firm. It is not me. Right? I don't have to change. I shouldn't have to change how I'm showing up. Yeah. And so that that sits really heavy for me as as allies are listening in. And it goes back to the intent versus the impact. And I think people don't know what to say when you share workplace trauma. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's No, it's not you. I think the... What we see at Diverse and Engage in terms of what is happening in workplace culture, we all know it's it's not us, it's not you, but corporate has, they err on the side of wanting to be part of the solution, right? Improving on the culture by focusing all of the energy on, well, should we do training or a mentor or sponsorship program for diverse folks or women? And, you know, that's a lot of what happens in corporate, right? They focus the attention on, they believe, solving, um, but it looks like fixing people of yeah, color. Yeah, like, I don't under, need fixing. Historically under, you don't need fixing, we don't, right? We don't need fixing. Exactly what you're saying. If I am, and don't so, enroll me in another mentorship program. By the way, that's it. go back to one of our se- our episodes from the last season where we say, I say, Love what you just said, D. I am over-mentored and under-sponsored. I don't need another yep. mentor, right? Yep. And so this is the Band-Aid solution that organizations mm-hmm. often provide. Yeah. It's the deficit approach where mm, yeah. you corporations uh, largely believe they need to fix us, fix women of color, people of color, historically underrepresented individuals and or groups. But the error is not fixing 
the culture. And so that's what you're, that's what you're saying. No, it's not you. It's the culture. And I think for allies listening in, it is, I think this is a a big opportunity for Course Correct to always ask the question, um, what are we doing to improve the culture so that we don't have this situation and we're not focusing all of our efforts just on historically underrepresented in terms of mentorship and sponsorship, right? So in addition to that, yes, you should do that, right? But in different ways, it's not mentorship because mentorship says deficit and says you need to be better. You need to come up. You need to come up, do you understand, in order to play with us? No. But what can we do in the culture? And that part of that is it's not just bias and unconscious bias training. No. And it's not just training, right? It is day-to-day on the job. It is cultural competence. So we do some significant work around cultural competence. Welcome to my world. I've shared that with you. So I think that's really where, where this needs to live. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. You know what also comes up for me, D, is we've talked a lot about at the Brown Table Talk is that this is so tied to my cultural upbringing. And I was Mm -hmm. taught by my Indian immigrant parents. I'm the proud daughter of Indian immigrant parents, as many of you know, really to work hard, keep your head down, stay out of trouble. My dad used to always say that to me. And this Mm -hmm. keep working hard, work hard, 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 and harder and more, and you will be recognized and rewarded. And that's not how we've talked about many times over episodes and seasons. That's not how it works in corporate America. But if I have that mindset, which I did for many years, that if I just work hard enough, I can persevere and do anything. Then when you're in a toxic work environment and you're suffering from workplace trauma, you're trying to figure out, is it okay to quit? Is it not? Can I persevere? Should I just keep going? Because that's what I was taught. And then Mm -hmm. you might have someone who's trying to be an ally, who's very well-intentioned, say to you, but Mita, you can do anything. You can get through anything. Perhaps you're being too sensitive. Brush it off. Just keep going. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is really difficult, right? Because then I'm bringing the cultural piece as well into my workplace. And then it's also being reinforced by other people who are like, well, you shouldn't give up. I think it's tricky because that language of don't give up. Yes. That that specific frame is helpful when, again, it's placed at the center or it's in consideration of the lived experience, right? Because right. so it can't be, it can't be limited to just don't give up because again, that is the blind spot or, or not seeing the full picture that right. no, there are, right. there's some real stuff here. And so don't give up to white cisgender 
is different don't give up to, again, historically underrepresented or black and brown folks, or let's just say women of color, BTT, right? So it just has to be through that frame. So help us unpack that. Yeah, let's do it. So, right, for allies. So it's, you know what? I sense and I can understand how you might feel because your experience is unique and or different. And so it's at least acknowledging that there's a different experience, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm a white cis male or a white cis female, I've got to first acknowledge before I could say, Right. Because so it's affirming. It's affirming for you. Right. It's um, I'm here for you. And I may not understand from in your shoes. Right. But I understand that your experience is unique. Yeah. And so it's first acknowledging and then there comes solution and or motivation. But if there's just motivation, that's just whipped cream on poo, whipped cream (laughs) on poo. Okay, it's we're gonna put some whipped cream on, you know, it's just like that doesn't make sense. No, there's crap happening here. Yeah, that there's analogy. crap happening. Okay. <laughs> you, just my, ruined listen, whip, you just ruined whipped cream for me, but okay. No, I'm let me tell you something. Here. Sidebar, real moment here. My therapist told me that. I, I used to go to this EFT therapist. Yeah. This was old, old, old lady. She had to be like 100, but she was amazing. Old, think woods, backwoods, Mississippi, although it was a Mississippi, old white woman who was a genius. I loved her. Carol. Oh, Carol. You know what she said? She said, like, we have to deal with these kinds of things. We have Mm -hmm. to go in and scoop it out. She says, otherwise, motivation and inspiration and that positive talk is like whipped cream (laughs) on poop. So, sorry, everybody. That comes from uh, therapy. They say, EFT, you've got to process these thoughts as trauma. So, uh, shout out for therapy, everybody. Okay. Yeah, and thank you, Carolyn D, for ruining whipped cream for me, which is one of my favorites. Thank you. I love my whipped cream on my Starbucks chai latte. I know I shouldn't call it chai. I'm going to have my South Asian friends come after me, but my tea. So wait, D, I want to go back to something that you said, but I think I really want allies to listen in on this piece. When we talk about the lens of not giving up, and you said, for example, for a white man listening the context and the experience of not giving up or don't give up looks very different for DC Marshall and Mita Malik. And what I would say is I have been taught that I don't have the privilege to give up. It has been ingrained in me. Like we don't have the privilege to sometimes walk away from things because of what we just talked about, the structures, the systems, the processes, the support And I've said this very openly on the podcast as well, is I don't have the privilege to be average. I don't. And it's this this constant, whether it's the internal piece that tells me that, whether it's my cultural upbringing, whether it's the external environment, all those things. And yes, I probably need therapy. But Dee, can you unpack the... I just think that's so spot on for allies listening, the don't give up, don't quit piece. You know what it is? It's reducing... And it's minimizing. Mm. And again, I'm going to give, well, no, don't do that. You do not need to give grace to my ally, our allies here in terms of the white cis male, because I have some who tune in, but it's minimizing and it's reducing, Mm. reductive in that, again, not seeing and or understanding, not seeing or understanding that other people have other experiences that are so unlike your experience. And so forever from now on, 
you always have to leave room for, oh, there's something here that I don't know Mm -hmm. and I'm unaware of. In fact, Mm -hmm. I've had a CEO say, D, I'm completely clueless here, but I'm not allowed to be clueless, right? I've had that from white cis male. He says, D, that's not how I was brought up. White male, super sharp, super bad, amazing leader, amazing leader. He said he wasn't allowed. And he said, so I don't know what you're talking about, but but I need to learn. And so I think I think that's the first piece of just forever understanding the experience is unique and then acknowledging it. You have to acknowledge and then you have to learn. So there's learning. So for the allies listening, there is even a reducing of yourself in a lot of ways. In yes. fact, it, there's an analogy that goes something like this, like you have to really enter the room from the posture of ignorance, not ignorance, stupid, but ignorance, not knowing. And when you enter a room, ignorance, not knowing, you leave room to learn versus when you come into the room already knowing everything. And I'm going to keep it clean on the show. Otherwise, when you come in knowing and believing everything from your lens is factual, it's it's supremacy. It really is. It's, yeah, that's a posture of supremacy. Yes, 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 yes. And even though it's not intention, even though it's not intention. Okay, Dee, here we are wrapping up this conversation. Let's get to the tips and let's do the tips from the allies perspective for allies listening. How can you stop with the toxic positivity? Dee, over to you for one and two. Yeah. So I think uh, number one is always to pause. Pausing allows us to process. So not being immediate and rushing in to take up space, but always Mm -hmm. pausing because now we need to be open. And then number two, it is to put on the, I'm going to say to put on your frames or put on Mm -hmm. a a new set of lenses so that you can see through a multidimensional lens or a multidimensional frame. What I mean by that is remember, you put on a frame so you can see through a new lens, see through the lens of a woman of color. And I'm going to give it over to you, Mita, for number three. I love that, T. And number three, we talked about don't minimize, dismiss someone else's experience. If you don't know what to say, listen, just as Dee said, and end with this simple question. What can I do to support you today? What can I do to support you today? And with that, we are out for this episode. Thank you so much. Dee and I so appreciate all of you being part of the Brown Table Talk community. Please review, share, and send this episode to someone who needs your support and community conversation today. We will see you next time. Cue the music. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.